Welcome back to the Mothers with Fourth Degree Tears podcast, where you will hear firsthand stories from mothers who experienced fourth degree tears in childbirth and hear from the professionals who work with them. My name is Laura Fry and I'm your host. I am the founder of the Fourth Degree Tear Support Group on Facebook and a patient advocate for women with severe tearing in childbirth. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I apologize, it has been a while. Um, We kind of took a summer break and it wasn't necessarily planned and I know I did not give any sort of warning to you guys, so I apologize for that. Um, It's just kind of the way things worked out. Um, We had a couple of interviews that ended up kind of falling through and not working out and then I know I mentioned um, in one of the last episodes that I was starting counseling myself um, to go through EMDR for um, kind of trauma therapy with my own birth experience. And um, that was, a it is still <laughs> um, a huge learning experience, um, not only for my own traumatic birth, but realizing that all of the work that I've been doing um, with the support group and with kind of all of this advocacy stuff that um, I'm also on top of my own traumatic uh, birth experience dealing with some kind of secondary trauma um, if you want to call it that or vicarious trauma or compassion fatigue whatever level it would technically be for myself I'm not really sure but been dealing with that um, and trying to work through how I can have some healthy boundaries, um, better self-care, things like that. So it just kind of turned into um, taking a break over the summer and trying to be, um, yeah, just not quite as involved with the podcast um, and with the group and yeah, so we're back now. Um, we had a pretty exciting week last week with our Awareness Week. Um, I feel like it was pretty successful. We had a lot of um, interest in it and a lot of people stepping up and sharing their stories. And um, it was just really awesome. And so today we are going to have Jessica from New Jersey who's going to tell us about the birth of her child about three years ago when she had a fourth degree tear. And her story is a bit of a positive one, which is nice. Um, She has healed well. She has gone on to have another vaginal birth. Um, Her birth experience um, made her realize that she wanted to change career paths. Um, And so, yeah, it's just nice to have a bit of encouragement, especially after the week that we had last week. Um, What we talk about is kind of just some heavy depressing stuff um so it is nice to have a bit of a positive um story to start out with so i am excited to hear from jessica hi jessica welcome to the podcast hi thank you (laughs) thank yeah thank you for talking with us um and we would love to hear your story yeah so um my I was 30 years old when I was pregnant with my first daughter and um you know I always knew that I wanted to have this extremely natural experience and I just really wanted to go without an epidural and I wanted to do 
everything I could to have the most like planned, perfect delivery as, as impossible as I now know that is. Um, (laughs) I took, you know, all the classes I was going to one of those like really big doctor's offices that was, that was in our area, um, that just sees a million patients and everybody says they're so amazing. And, um, we went to the first couple of appointments and they just like really didn't seem that amazing. You know, they, they kept, um, we, we would wait in the waiting room forever and we would, they, they never remembered who we were or, or what blood work we had done. So eventually my husband, you know, got on Yelp and, and trying to find a new provider and we found an amazing midwife and a really good office and it kind of changed everything. And she really helped me to find, um, everything that I was looking for in terms of preparation. You know, I, I did the Bradley classes. We went to 12 weeks of classes to prepare wow. for our delivery. And, you know, I was super active. I, I worked out five times a week. I was super healthy smoothies every day, you know, and then, um, the day that labor came, I, my water broke in the middle of the night and I was not having any contractions or anything. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. it was like a, a long road from there. I went to acupuncture, just anything to get me naturally started from that point on, but it really is kind of, it either happens or it doesn't. So eventually I started having contractions and, um, I, I got pretty far. I got to like five centimeters, but it had been hours and hours, you know, and then by seven centimeters, my provider was like, okay, I think maybe, you know, you should, you should get Pitocin. And I'm like, oh, okay. But if I get Pitocin, I definitely want to get an epidural. So I went Mm -hmm. ahead and got the epidural and I am really glad that I did. And now, you know, I think so differently about everything. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that I got the epidural because in hindsight, if I hadn't had it, it would have been a nightmare, probably more than a nightmare. Um, so I got the epidural and from that point on, I just zipped on to 10 with the Pitocin and I'm pushing and it was a really nice experience up to that point. Honestly, like it was a long labor, but I felt like pretty in control of everything. It was just a very long time. And my, the pushing phase was just a nice, quiet, dark room with me and my midwife and the nurse and we were in a hospital and um I pushed for about two hours and we weren't really making any headway so to speak and um (laughs) then they they suggested that I do a vacuum and so we did the vacuum but my daughter had a lot of hair which is usually the failure of the vacuum so we the vacuum just kept popping off and popping off and we were getting further, but she was just, she was just stuck. And so then we moved on to the forceps. And at that point, everybody was in the room. There were, there were doctors and nurses and, and, you know, all the doctors that back up my midwife in the practice and extra people, you know, it goes from like that quiet, everything's okay, dark pushing to, the lights are on and everybody's in the room staring at you waiting for this baby to come out. And so, um, they were basically like, do you want forceps or a cesarean? And I was like, forceps, hundred percent. I do not want a cesarean. I did so much work. It's like 32 hours into this. I want my vaginal delivery. And, um, the forceps of course worked, but, um, from what my husband says, he thinks that the tear happened 
as soon as the forceps went in, like there was, that was just what happened. So, um, the, the forceps I think are what made the damage, but you know, I, I think I made the choice too also because I didn't want the cesarean and I knew what I wanted and I worked really hard for it. So that was what happened. And, um, the repair was done right in the delivery room with the lights on bright. And, and I was, I still had my epidural, which I, somebody pressed with me. (laughs) I think somebody was like, here, hold this and press it. Um, and you know, I had never even considered the tearing, you know, I think I like thought about maybe perennial massage when I was pregnant and was like, ah, you know, I think I'll be fine. You know, we'll just use this, this oil spray. (laughs) I'll be good. And, you know, there was no way around it. I don't think any amount of oil spray would have helped or warm compresses or anything, you know, um, when the forceps were part of the story. And, you know, I had a really tough time, I guess, learning about the tear and recovering from the tear in the same time, you know, like I didn't, Mm-hmm. And I never knew that it wasn't normal either. I guess I just, I just thought that was like, oh, there was one, two, three, four. And I got four. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember when um, recovery was happening, my husband, he had to do everything. He had to do everything for the baby, everything for me. He was, it was like, we came home with two babies <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. one of them. He would have to lift me in and out of the car. And at the time we had a Jeep Wrangler and that is, it's a very high (laughs) seat. And he had to pick me up in and out. He picked me up in and out for our first pediatrician appointment. And um, he would carry me up and down the stairs because as soon as I would stand up, I would feel this like bottoming out feeling of like just this heaviness. Like, you know, there was just so much weight and soreness there and I was terrified to look for forever, you know, I didn't want to know what it was like down there at all. So I just kind of sprayed it a ton and, and did my best to keep clean. But it was like this, this do not enter zone in my body that I was just like not trying to get involved in. And I hysterically cried through my first bowel movement, wishing that I could, you know, be on something for it, you know, like if I could just have some kind of something else, if I could just be really, really, I don't know, you know, like if I could just smoke a ton of pot or something <laughs> to not be a part of this horrendous occasion. But, um, you know, I lived on prune juice and just prayed that. And, the, and so that's like the double-edged sword is like, I was given Percocet to help with the pain, but it also mm-hmm. constipates you. So it's like, yep. pick your battle. So I was like, I'd rather right. deal with the achiness and have a, a normal situation. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I feel like other mothers and other people that I've talked to that have had this tear, uh, the huge thing of it is, did you have a good repair? Like, that's the biggest piece. Mm-hmm. It's like, sometimes it's unavoidable. And sometimes that's the path that happened to you. That's your story. And then how was it taken care of is the biggest part. And so, um, you know, I try to advocate to everybody, make sure you're in a good place first, make sure you're in a good office, make sure you have a good doctor that if it does happen and it is unavoidable and that's just your story, then know that you're in good hands to do the right repair and, and make sure that you're taken care of. Um, 
But I guess, you know, nobody really does any research on this and until after it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. It's really true. Yeah. So, you know, I haven't had much, um, I haven't had that many terrible side effect situations, you know, like maybe some gas incontinence, but, but all in all, like, I really feel like I got lucky <laughs> and, and yeah. I think, you know, there are some other people that have been on there and been like, wow, I really feel lucky, but I am a doula now. And I wanted to, I ended up in this group, not because I was having issues, but because I wanted to support other mothers that this may happen to and, mm-hmm. um, you know, help them to, to find the right, the right support. And so I yeah. think that pelvic floor therapy is hugely important afterwards. I think that, you know, making sure, advocating for yourself to make sure that you have a good repair and that everything is healing normally is very, very important in those early days, for sure. Yeah. How long ago was your tear? It was coming up on three years. So that's the other half of my story is actually, so my first daughter was my fourth degree tear and that was about three years ago. Mm -hmm. And seven months ago I had my second. And when I was pregnant with him, I really struggled with what am I going to do? It was all I thought about, like the whole pregnancy, you know, the first time my whole pregnancy, I thought about, I don't want an epidural. The second time my whole pregnancy, I was like, I don't want a fourth degree tear. And so mm-hmm. um, I was like a, a crazy person. I was monitoring and I now work for my office that I delivered at. And so I have access to my own chart <laughs> and I was just staring at the numbers all the time. Is he, is he growing the same? Is he going to be the same size? If he's the same size, like I'm okay with same size, but it has to be the same or less. It can't be more. And, Mm -hmm. um, so I was intermittent fasting and I was doing all these things to just try and keep the, the size similar and not, not any bigger than she was. And so my son, he was exactly to the ounce, the same weight as, as my daughter. (laughs) Um, and he was born, uh, he was born a week and a half early. He was born for 12 days early. And so I actually did all of the induction things that I could. So I went to acupuncture from as soon as I was 38 weeks, I was trying to induce myself because it shows, you know, if you keep the baby weight down and you keep the size down, then, you know, you have a better chance of not having a cesarean and you have a better chance of a vaginal delivery. But also if you've had tearing before, you have a better chance, of course, if the baby is a little bit on the smaller side. So I, um, we did membrane sweep and I was bouncing on the ball and I was doing all the things and I had contractions for like a week and a half before I actually went into labor. So when I was really in labor, I had no idea for a very long time Mm. until my water broke and my mucus plug came out all at once. And then I was having back to back contractions and, um, I did decide to have another vaginal delivery, obviously, and it went fine. I had a second degree tear afterwards, but I was like thankful for that, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't need any instrument help this time around. And um, he did have a shoulder dystocia, which is when the shoulders get stuck in the pelvis. Um, but the doctors were really great. They caught it really quickly and were able to do a good maneuver and get him out. 
and it was fine. And it was just such a different experience. And, you know, I'm a doula now since my first, um, ever since my first, I just was so amazed by this whole new life that every woman, you know, it's, if you have a baby, it's your path. And, and it's this rite of passage as a woman that you get to be a part of this world if you choose to. And I just wanted to be involved in it. And I was so amped up on births. So (laughs) I've been to over 40 births in the last two and a half years. And I, (laughs) and I am the outlier. I can say (laughs) with certainty that I see regularly the, the kind of birth that is normal and the kind that is not. (laughs) And, um, I, I mostly see the normal deliveries. And of course, I think that it does give me a different perspective as a doula, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. And people always ask me, of course, when they're in, inevitably, every single woman that I work with asks me my birth story while she's in her birth story. Mm-hmm. And I really glaze it over <laughs> until after because I don't want her to, you know, I don't want anyone to think that while they're going into this, you know, that, that yeah. about the tearing and about the things that they can't control because it really is out of your hands. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, before you said that, I was going to ask, you know, how, how do you feel, um, like going into these births? Like, do you carry any sort of like fear or, so, you know, my first two births in were just so different from my own. And I was still in that, I mean, I was three months postpartum when I went into my first, Mm -hmm. um, doula job and, it was just such a normal, like different experience that I was like, okay, okay. And then my third one was very similar to my own. And it actually really did bring Mm -hmm. up a lot that I had forgotten. Um, And it was, I had like a little bit of, you know, trauma after that, but um, it, and I almost, you know, it sounds so negative, but like she had a forceps delivery and she had a third degree tear. And I was just like, Mm -hmm well, you're so lucky, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, of course you didn't feel lucky. And of course, you know, it was still right. traumatic for her. So it is, I've learned a lot from it and I've grown a lot from it. And I think that is what makes me so positive about it too, is that, you know, mm-hmm. it just happens and everybody experiences something different and everybody struggles with something different. And I think that puts it into perspective too. Like after I had my daughter we breastfed for 18 months without any issues whatsoever and so you know either you have a tough pregnancy or a tough delivery or a tough breastfeeding journey it really um everybody probably gets something so um yeah not to not to minimize or 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 make this any smaller because it is very traumatic and difficult but I think that we can get wrapped up in the negative of it and I think that maybe, you know, arm yourself with as much knowledge as you can and then do what you can for yourself. But also remember that it was your baby's birthday. It was Mm -hmm. one of the greatest days of your life as well. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. And I know especially being in the group. Um, that's one thing that we can definitely do is kind of get stuck in the negative. Um, 
So it's definitely a good point to try to find any sort of positive you can (laughs) from the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think also, you know, of course there's the, the next step after of like, what do you do with this new self? You know, this new, if you do have really bad, um, side effects or symptoms or repercussions from it, um, how can you move forward and how can you move on? And, and, um, you know, I waited forever to have sex with my husband afterwards. And when Mm -hmm. we first did, it was so stressful and painful and, and pretty difficult for, for both of us, you know, because he was there, he knew exactly what was going on. And mm-hmm. he was so nervous. And, um, and he had a lot of trauma too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, emotionally, I think he had such a hard time with the second delivery, and, and going into the second labor, because he was thinking about it the whole time, just like I was. So um, yeah. I think that, you know, it would be good for for everyone also to talk it out and really decompress and, and take that, take that issue and see it from all angles and, and see what you can do to process it. And then, you know, help yourself in that way too, emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point about the, the husbands. Um, and something that we probably don't talk about enough is, <laughs> what they're witnessing in there. Um, yeah, but it's hard whenever we are going through such, such physical, um, and emotional things to, yeah, to check in with them also. Yeah. I mean, of course, like we get the worst of it, of course, (laughs) but I think I did, like, I did feel that a little when, when, when we went home and he was taking care of me and taking care of the baby and then going into the next delivery, I have a very supportive hands on husband. I'm I'm lucky in that way, but you know, it's of course not everybody has that. So we need to find ourselves the people that are going to be with us and help to, to work through these feelings for sure. Nice. So you said that you work in the office um, where you deliver. Yes. I didn't yeah. before, of course. I was a graphic designer mm-hmm. before I, before I had my first, and then um, yeah, I just got sucked in, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you? Uh, obviously, you know your experience was a positive one as far as um, getting a good repair. But I'm just curious, have you done anything with them as far as you know? maybe bringing some sort of awareness or working with them in some way. Yes. Actually from your experience. I have because you know, they're the office hasn't, they don't, obviously they wouldn't be a good office if they saw this a lot. Right. Um, But Mm -hmm. you know, my experience definitely taught them a lot and I brought a lot up afterwards after I realized, you know, how different it was of an experience from everything I said, you know, we can't just have the six week postpartum checkup. We can't just, mm-hmm. it should be the same, if not more care as you would a cesarean. It's essentially a vaginal cesarean. Right. And so, you know, those are the things that are important and, and making sure that we check in with patients afterwards for, for any degree of tear, but especially extensive tearing that we do check in with the patients and see um, that they're okay and that they are, they are, get, you know, healing the way that they should be for sure. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think that in working through the office and seeing, like, how the, the care is between different doctor's offices and different um, providers, I can say that other offices that are that have different constraints in terms of insurances and, and payments and money and everything, they have less, I will, you know, like the first office that I went to, they are more of like this, this mill of people all the time, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and so it's like, if you don't have your own back on this and you don't make sure you go to a good place, you're going to end up um, part of that mill. And you're not going to get the care that you deserve. So I really can't stress enough people making sure they find all pregnant women, making sure they find a provider that they can trust and that they can know will be there and understand what's going on. And if you did not do that in the first place um, and then feel like you were maybe ignored or told that things are normal, that definitely do not feel normal, um, don't be afraid to either um you know, stand up for yourself and say, no, something's not right. Um, you know, you need to do more or go look elsewhere. Um, yeah, yeah, because the answer that you get isn't always the right answer. So if you're at a place mm-hmm. and you feel that something is wrong or you feel that you're not healing or something seems abnormal, you have the ability and the right to go anywhere else and find different, better care for sure. So I think before, after, during pregnancy, during, after delivery, definitely make sure that you're, you're advocating for yourself. Yeah. And even, um, not even, you know, switching doctors from, you know, one OB to another also, you know, ask for a referral to a specialist, um, you know, like the urogynecologists or colorectal surgeons also. Yes. And uh, of course, a, a pelvic floor therapist Mm, for sure too because regardless of how far out you are from from your delivery there's always time to see somebody that can help you that you know may fix an issue that is long standing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and definitely I think that for everybody that does have a tear make sure that you go for a preconception visit before you get pregnant again to, to make sure that you address anything that you can before you're trying to sustain another pregnancy. Um, it's really important to make sure everything is good before you start it again. Yeah. Was there anything else that you wanted to cover? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like I might have been too positive, you know, but I guess it's it's easy for me because I'm on the other side, you know, so I think that I, I hope yeah. that I can make people feel more positive that, you know, you can have that positive experience afterwards, you can have that second baby, that second delivery, and it not be the same at all, you know. Yeah, yeah, I definitely would not worry about being too positive. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I know we have sometimes people who join the group who say things like, oh, I feel like I don't belong here because, you know, I've healed well, um, but I do not want people to feel that way at all because, um, and I think I've mentioned this in the group, like we're having more and more people, you know, join the group, listen to this, whatever, who 
are brand new, like right out of birth. And I'm talking literally like hours after birth, um, you know, they can be joining our group. So it's amazing to have, you know, some positive stories to listen to also, um, to have some hope <laughs> that, you know, it doesn't mean that they are definitely going to heal well, but it's good to have some positive experiences to listen to. Yeah. I, and I see yeah. new mommies on there come on and they're just like, what happened? Like, <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm miserable. And I try to get on there mm-hmm. and, and tell them, you know, it, it will take time. Like, but, but you're going to be okay. You're going to get to that good place. Yeah. So just to take care of yourself and, and take some, some, help from others and, and accept that as well, you know, because you can't just jump right into it. You also are recovering and, and you have mm-hmm. to be kind to yourself. You did an amazing thing. You still had an, uh, had a baby and delivered a baby and you're a warrior still. And, you know, you just have to get through the hard part and then it'll, it'll get better for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe one day you'll, have had your second baby and be on a podcast talking about how great it is (laughs) and not crying through your poops. (laughs) Oh man. Those first poops are awful. Really are. I feel like that Mm. was one thing I should have been prepared for more, but like, what were they going to tell me? (laughs) Mm, Right. Yeah. Doing like your breathing exercises, like you're having a yeah, baby. Yeah, it was like my, my next <laughs> delivery <laughs> so soon. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh, well, I really do appreciate the group, though, because I think that it helps me to learn so much about everybody else's experiences. And it really helps me to put things into perspective, of course, and also um, be prepared for other laboring moms and and other moms in their recoveries of course so I thank you so much for doing this yeah absolutely and thank you for for chatting with us and telling us your story um and you know like I said focusing on those positives it's definitely um refreshing to hear for sure yeah thank you Thank you for listening to this episode of Mothers with Fourth Degree Tears podcast. If you have any comments or questions or if you would be interested in being a guest on our show, please email me at motherswithfourthdegreetears at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and hope to talk to you again soon.